Hey guys, if you would like to get to know each one of us better, go check out Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com. Or the app. Get the app. That's better. Okay. Listed in the show notes on the support link. This revival and spreading like a wildfire in my heart. A Sunday morning, hallelujah, and it's lasting all week long. Can you hear it? Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) What in the world is going on? I'm doing it my way. You're behind the chair one <laughs> one time, and this is how you... This is abuse of power. That's what this is. This is a classic example of abusing your power. Well, I, I guess that comes with sitting in this chair behind the I desk. I guess. Good night. <laughs> it just got a hold of me. Well, as everybody can tell, Brad's running the... <laughs> he's, he's captain of the ship tonight. Yeah. Brother Devin is absent in... There ain't nothing that's going to steal my joy. Yeah. You got an old, what is, what's the name of this song? Old Church Choir. Old Church Choir. Yeah. Is this Brother Zach Williams? Yeah, it as is. As you like to refer to him. <laughs> I as. referred, I got chastised for that actually at a recent <laughs> meeting with a, a local pastor. but uh. And probably rightfully so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to judge the man. No, I'm not either. Well, here we are. As as I already said, we are missing our potterator. It's very obvious he's not here today. Our virtual pastor. Right. But you do have the virtual song leader and the virtual deacon. That's right. All we've heard is, oh, I, I haven't never missed an episode not once. That's right. That's right. And then lo and behold, here we are. And we have proven you can't have church without the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is our show tonight. Yeah. We are taking over. Or today, I keep saying tonight. He, right. If he was here, he would chastise me for that. You can have church without the pastor, but you can't have church without the church. Right. <laughs> yes. You need the church to... You need the church. For one thing, money, right? <laughs> I think he'd be the first one to say <laughs> I mean, if you take away the sheep, there's no cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. So we're going to take a, this one a totally different path. This is going to be politics... Poli- in the, in the politics, wholeness movement. Church politics, We're, American politics. <laughs> we are fixing to out you. <laughs> if we know the dirt on you, you're getting you're getting called out today. All, all the stuff that the potterator won't let us talk about. <laughs> yeah. Because he really holds a he holds a tight rein on sports. College football season started. How about that SEC? Oh, uh, somewhere, somewhere, the moderator <laughs> yeah, is weeping into yeah, his he, hands. He's very sad right now. <laughs> send, um, send us your favorite fight song, people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we love it. There's nothing off limits with the Dustin and Brad show. What was <laughs> saying a fight song that's kind of got me onto this? What was your uh, what was your school's fight song? Oh wow, what are we? Are we three minutes in? <laughs> we're three minutes in. And we've in. already started with the homeschool jokes. Well, it was so fun the last time. Maybe the maybe my fight song was the pledges, the pledges. to the Christian flag and to the Bible I, and I, to the American flag. I will say one thing. Now, I, I went to public school my entire education. Oh, we know. We, know. <laughs> we heard that. And college. We've heard all this. Yes, my entire entire educational career was public school. So we did recite the Pledge of Allegiance 
every morning. Um, but I did not know the pledge to the Christian flag. Oh, your life proves it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I had never heard. I went to a uh, vacation Bible school when I was very young and everyone gets up and starts <laughs> saying the pledge to the Christian flag. And I, I was lost. Right. And you was lost more ways than one. <laughs> yes. So you heard it first uh, here, a young man I, lost. I feel like that's a pretty bold And I feel statement. like that this is kind of an indictment against your parents right here. <laughs> they had two young boys that was lost. Well, we didn't have a lot of flags just around the house <laughs> flying. So Are you a flag guy no. out in front of your house? No. I have thought about it, and I have, yeah. I have contemplated putting up an American flag, but I've never done that yet. You you had a yeah my last house, house I had, had a I put a flagpole up and had an old Trump flag <laughs> I, did, I did I had a Trump <laughs> twenty twenty flag that'll probably be edited from our moderator but <laughs> yeah no. I uh, had to let the neighbors know I have put some signs in my yard before on a uh, oh just I can't really remember what year it was but I felt like the need that I needed to you a big election guy um I think it's necessary of course yeah but by the time it gets there I'm so sick. Of all the advertisements and all the push that I'm just done with it. Like, are you influenced? No, the sign does signs influence you? Would no. that do anything for you? No, I, I've never understood that the the budget that is spent on campaign signs and uh, out in a, I mean, you'd be like 15 miles outside of a town on a yeah. dirt road, yeah, and you're like, mm, this guy likes Trump. That's cool. Yeah. I think that's just letting people know what you stand for. And then what about closer to election day? Maybe on election day, you'll see people out on the side of the road waving the yeah. people. Does that no? Does that influence or how you Or they feel? call you during supper. Uh, yeah, that hurts. Or dinner. I don't know what you call it, but the, the evening meal of the family. Yeah. I'm not even a big fan of the door knocking. Oh, terrible. In, in town, we, yeah. that happened. Oh, we, we just out wanting to, you to put a face to the... No, Name, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. No, what's your yeah? What's your beliefs? What's your if I want to know that I'll look it up. Well, we all have Google nowadays. Yeah, we can do our own research. And I think living in an insulated small town America, where most people are with you politically, yeah, for you the know, most part, especially I think. in rural areas, sure, you don't have that uh, danger or fear of putting something up in your yard and right. it getting vandalized or right. Some kind of, you know, your house get egged. That, that was my wife's fear was yeah. with the the flag I had up that we would, we our house would be vandalized. Not here. I don't. No, no, no. No, I did no. one time. This was actually several elections back. I put a sticker. This was the one time I put a sticker on my vehicle and I had a tire slashed and my wife felt like it was directly related to the sticker that I had. It very well could be. And that too, if I remember right, it was in one of our larger cities. In our it area was, yeah, it got. wasn't small town. Yeah, Blanchard, so America. It could be. Anyway, man, we've just got plumb into the <laughs> in politics. Brother Devin's never let us get no, this far no. talking about politics. Oh, how about that coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about the vaccine? <laughs> he did let us talk about masks a few times. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Let's talk about the vaccine. For we're a little we're bit. totally getting called back to the pastor's office come Wednesday <laughs> right. night after church. Yeah, and there's a good chance that no one will ever hear this episode. <laughs> yeah, because even though we're recording it right now by ourselves, right, it has to run through. It does. Him. It's funny how that works. Yes, and I teased him about it the other day that yeah, he's given us free reign here. Yeah, but 
ultimately it comes down to what he wants yeah. to put in. Hi, brother Devin and sister Hannah. How are y'all yeah, doing? We're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be listened to with a very critical ear. Yeah, You know, used to a coworker and I, we talked about, and I actually didn't know about podcasts, which that's a whole nother topic, how you and I started doing this, right. but, uh, I didn't even know it would be a podcast forum, but we talked about we would love to be able to get on an anonymous platform and <laughs> just, just, blast, just blast, you know. And and then it was when I was very much wrapped up in politics, and I'm I'm not anymore. Uh, but just get on there and just really just the yeah, just the dirty truth, just air it out, air air it out, and tell people <laughs> what I really think. But yeah, somehow it never worked out, and I feel like that was probably the Lord's will, probably for, <laughs> probably for the better. Yeah, probably for the better. And that really wasn't that wasn't in a part of my contract when when Brother Devin asked me to be a part of the podcast. Yeah. He didn't even give me the space to no. uh, talk about that. And in his defense, we talk about his editing. His name is behind this podcast. It is, and we've always said that. That's correct. We don't have a ministry to destroy, but he does. So that, that's right. So if he's okay with it, we're okay with it. And if from he's times not, we've we've tested it, we've tried. We, we have pushed. We've it to tried the, to the very edge sometimes, especially y'all. You know, at times you and him have really got off the rails. Yeah, and I've been the only voice of reason on here. Yeah, that's right. And that's a huge responsibility that I. Right. You know, I don't take it lightly. No, well, I know you don't. You know, I try to take that very serious. Be the voice of the people. The voice of the people, whether that's in English <laughs> or Spanish. Right. You've been the, the voice, voice of truth. You've been the voice of truth. The voice of truth. Without borders, you know, that's that's really what my goal here. Yeah, pardon me is, and you know, even the homeschooling, ACE, the homeschooling, yeah. You know, I want to fight for the underdog, and I've, I feel like I've had to, especially as of late. <laughs> I've had some live feedback in a local restaurant very recent, okay, about how tough you guys are on me, <laughs> and that just renewed the fight in me even more. <laughs> you know, it just strengthened my yeah. my resolve to fight on. And to not have the tech head, you know, I'm not embarrassed. Do you feel like the Padraider has been unbiased since he's attended both public and Christian school or homeschool? You know, I'm just going to be honest here <laughs> and say no. No. <laughs> no, he leans to one side, and uh, I'll just let the audience just, if y'all want to write in and tell us which side you think that, you know, where everybody stands, that's right. great. Let the truth be known right here. All right, so you had some people defending you. I did. And really, more or less, just give me that attaboy, <laughs> you know, just stay just in there. Stay the course. And, and keep fighting. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of that, this is nice to do for myself. Brother Brad, can we hear from our listeners? Yeah. Man, that's very nice. Go it ahead is. and hit it one more time, just since you're pushing the buttons okay. tonight. Brother Brad, can we hear from our listeners? Thank, you. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. ACE is the subject oh, of, the man. of the first, first rattled of the out first of the email. Box. If someone died in 12th grade, ACE school curriculum, is it probably was Ronnie or Susie. This is correct. I had I'd done some Did checking you? on this myself. Okay. So go ahead and keep reading. If my memory is correct, they were the worldly ones. Very much so. I think Ronnie had a motorcycle he in did. high school. <laughs> which if, if Ronnie's mom was anything like my mom, having a motorcycle was worldly. <laughs> yeah, that alone <laughs> lets you know that Ronnie was a sinner. That's exactly right. Right there. ACE from first grade to twelfth grade was homeschooled from seventh grade to twelfth. We thought it was. We thought it might have been AC himself. No, it was actually Susie. It was Susie that died. Yes, and I don't know for sure. I can't remember for sure, but I think she was on a motorcycle riding with Ronnie. It was poor Susie that did not make it (laughs) to the twelfth grade. So ACE, that was kind of a uh, public service announcement. 
of the dangers of a motorcycle. Yes. And living worldly. Worldly. Yes. That fast living caught up with Susie. (laughs) Yes. The fast living. All right. Moving on. Love your podcast. Thank you. We love doing it. We do. Absolutely. I have finally started listening to the podcast. Heard so much good about it, but just never took the time to listen to it. Welcome. I am playing catch up. Well, have fun. Yeah. Have fun doing that. I've been listening to it while I do my work here at the office. Sometimes I start laughing so much my coworker comes in my office to see what is wrong with me. So way to go. Y'all are making me look crazy on the job. And I would say that's a perfect way to introduce the Lord to the coworker. Right. And right? that you can have a fun time on your journey. Yeah, that's right. To heaven. In all seriousness, I do appreciate you all. P.S. I'm from the South and it is definitely not pecan. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you for that. And then they throw this in here. Soup is awesome, and shopping is a pain. May God richly bless you all. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you, our pecan friend. Our pecan friend. A joke that was sent to my work email. Did you hear the one about the sprinkler that tried to spray a man in the eye? I have not heard this joke. It completely missed. (laughs) It hurts, don't it? Yes. And just so everybody knows, how's the spelling? M-I-S-T. Yes. Yeah. This painful joke was sent on a group email discussing fire sprinklers that I was included on. Interesting topic. It was quite (laughs) painful to read. Let's wait a minute. Is this a joke or is this somebody being real? No, I think this is someone being real. They were talking about fire sprinklers. People. (laughs) (laughs) Your life is not exciting. No. Maybe it gets better. Yes. I don't know. I was surprised the return address was not devon at (laughs) poddenme.org. That's true. (laughs) Thought I would send it in since it fits with Brother Devin's other painful puns. This comes to us from Herschel 3.33. He gave us a quote as he does a lot of times. My teacher told me not to worry about about spelling too much since we now have autocorrect. And for that, I am eternally grapefruit. (laughs) And that is a quote from Herschel 3.33 himself. 3.33. Thank you. But I go back to the whole thread that they were talking. (laughs) Yeah. That's... I'm sorry. I'm not going to lie. I've got on some pretty boring work email <laughs> threads, but never about fire sprinklers. Uh, that's funny. Don't make fun of homeschoolers. Yes. Go ahead, read that line one more time. Don't make fun of homeschoolers. Yes. Go ahead. Key the music. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Country church girl gets called to jury duty. True story. A sibling was called to jury duty. The lawyer asks, where did you go to school? Sibling, home. The lawyer, did y'all play sports? Yes, baseball and softball. What do you think of What do you think of them red socks? The sibling, um, we usually wore white socks. <laughs> I appreciate that. They unspotted from the world. They didn't even yes. know the red socks was a baseball team. To quote a local preacher here. What was it the blue socks? <laughs> the, bl- the blue socks. He was always talking about, I don't know about even the blue socks. <laughs> For the slow people, Christians don't or should not get caught up in sports. <laughs> man, we had a little preaching there at the end. Thank you. Oh, man. It's a good thing we didn't read that in the very beginning. I know. It's a good thing we didn't go down that path. Yeah, that's right. Fake and flashy. First of all, I must say, I believe in looking nice and put together, especially in church. Amen. Amen. Looking our best for God, taking time to be clean, and looking put together. Especially the clean part. Yeah, and yes. that, I, I don't think that applies just to church. 
Yes, that's how you should be. Yeah. However, there is a level that some have went to that is not needed. Why must you wear a belt buckle the size of a dinner plate? <laughs> What's the need in that? A regular sized belt buckle would suffice just fine. Okay. <laughs> can we call that unnecessary and flashy? We're not going to do that. They can. Well, I mean, they are. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, they are calling it. Also, what is the need in jeans and belts with fake, flashy little diamond little rocks placed on them? Diamond-like rocks placed on them. On the belt? On the belt. Now, this is coming down your path. Yeah, I took that. I did take that stance. You kind of started that part. So this is kind of a, a amen from the listener. Yeah. They look like a toddler placed <laughs> rock stickers on you. <laughs> they they went ahead and, and took it to another level. This is that person that wanted to get on on a forum somewhere <laughs> anonymously. <laughs> Would we call these keyboard warriors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just airing it out yeah. right here. They're flashy, also unnecessary, and drawing attention to yourself. If scripture tells us not to wear jewelry, why is this exempt when it comes to someone's jeans and belts? Would you wear those same things in your ears? No. Then why around your waist? Well, because a belt buckle from your ear would be kind of weird. Uh, you, I, that'd be gaudy, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would, yeah. Ungodly that, as well. Too much attention. Somebody's coming after the Someone cowboys. Someone is. Someone is. If this feedback is not what the pod and me wants on the podcast, it's without hard feelings. If this is not included, but still wanted to write in to my favorite podcast about these topics mentioned in the latest episodes. <laughs> you know what? I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't have a big belt buckle and I don't have a flashy belt. And I don't think you do either. I don't. Okay. No. And if any of our listeners do, you know, that's that's yeah. between you and the Lord. Yeah, shame on you if you do. <laughs> it's what that's what this this person is saying. Right. <laughs> right. That exactly that is what they're saying. All that's right. That's funny. all the feedback for today. Nothing nothing on Apple today. You're listening to Podme News. I'm Tink Burbank. News is next, but first, a word from our sponsor. All right, folks, I want you to be honest with me. Raise your hand if you're one of those people that has always taken from the communal breath mint bowl located somewhere in the back of the church, and yet you've never put anything back in, or even worse, put the wrapper back in. Now, if your hand's up, you ought to be ashamed. Go ahead and get some bing-bong breath mints and make up for it. Don't you remember what the Bible said it's better to give than to receive? Give some bing-bong breath mints and make everybody happy. Bing-bong breath mints, not available online or in stores. And now, news. Police received a phone call that a man had broken into a church in Deer Park, Washington. When they arrived on the scene, they found Grant Simonson inside the church. Looking at the audio equipment, they ordered him to come out of the building. Grant obliged. He came out, got down on the ground. Right as he was getting down on the ground... Something unusual happened. A skunk came around the corner of the building, sprayed Grant directly in the face. Police clarified the skunk wasn't part of their force, nor was he part of the church, but Grant should read 2 Kings chapter 2 and be glad it wasn't worse. In England, police were searching for an escaped car thief. They had searched the home for a little while, unable to find the man, until finally one of the officers noticed a giant teddy bear over in the corner, and as he looked at it, it was breathing. That's when they located... Joshua Dobson, hiding inside the bear. Police were able to extricate him from the bear, although they said it was quite a grisly task. Our next story takes place in the country of Liechtenstein, where lawmakers were arguing over earthquake insurance when not one, but two earthquakes struck the Capitol building. No injuries or damage were reported, although it did shake things up a bit. It really helped them understand the magnitude of the situation. 
It did crack some people up, but since no one was at fault, they were all able to come together and pass some groundbreaking legislation. And now for today's strange fact. The loudest sound in recorded history was the Krakatoa volcanic eruption of 1883. It was said to have ruptured the eardrums of people more than 40 miles away. It created a sound wave that circled the globe seven times and could be heard all the way in New York City, 10,000 miles away. In fact, the only sound to ever rival it was that kid sitting behind me at church the other night. Our Hero of the Week this week is a man named John Barlow was driving down the interstate when he noticed a vehicle in the fast lane driving erratically. Mr. Barlow pulled up beside the vehicle and could tell the man inside was unconscious, slumped over. Mr. Barlow put his vehicle in front of the other one, thinking quickly, began to slow both of the cars down and was able to get it to the side of the road. They called the ambulance. When they got there, they discovered the elderly man inside had had a seizure, but the ambulance was able to get him to the hospital, and at last report, he's doing good. Mr. Barlow, that was a brave and courageous maneuver, and we salute you. You're our Hero of the Week this week. For Podme News, I'm Dink Burbank. Well, if you will play the music. Okay, the joke music again? Yeah, I was kind of digging around. I'm going to read these. I feel like we'd let the Potterator down if we didn't include this. Why did God create man before woman? I don't know. Because he didn't want any on advice on how to do it. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good one. That's probably one of the better ones we've had. And Wait, you said these are... That's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me just read this sentence to you. Let me read this truth to you. Yeah. All right. Who was the best businesswoman in the Bible? Best businesswoman. I don't know. It would be Pharaoh's daughter. Okay. She went down to the bank of the Nile and drew out a little profit. (laughs) (laughs) I got to give it to you, Deacon. That's 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 two very strong jokes. Wait, you might have put the Potterator out of a job. Well, I got one more. Okay. Finish strong. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to finish as strong as that, but. Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? Greatest comedian? I don't know. That would be Samson, because he brought the house down. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Oh, that's good, I have to admit. Yeah, that's in honor of our absent Potterator. I think you've done him proud. I really I think, do. I think you'll be happy with him. I'm happy the with it. The first one might get him off <laughs> yeah. track just a little bit, but I, I think he'll That'll worry him enough. <laughs> that'll worry him for sure. Yeah. You're listening to Church Basement Bargains, the only swap shop dealing exclusively with items from church basements and storage rooms across America. Stay tuned for great deals. Bargains, this is Elder Ronnie talking. Who am I speaking with today? This is Sister Connie. Well, hello, Sister Connie. Uh, I suppose you found something else in the basement? Yes, we sure did. Um, We've got three wedding arches, you know, like the bride and groom go under when they're going to get married. Yes, yes. We've got three of them. All right. 
we've got one that's it's just the, the wire frame you can do with it as you please. They did spell their family name out on the top, so you'll want to cover that or, or remove it or whatever. But right. we've got another one that's got, it's actually still got the flowers on it from the wedding. And oh, okay. Unfortunately, the, the arch lasted longer than the marriage did. Oh. And we all thought it would. We I hate to say it. But anyway, uh, and then the third one is uh, various sea creatures you know everybody's got their own tastes and I, i'd never get married under a giant crab but right. they, they did and you know it was fine it worked it mm. actually worked mm. so we've got all three of them all right. uh, and you just know how expensive wedding stuff is and so we're gonna ask 500 dollars a piece okay uh, i guess we could probably do a a deal with somebody if they wanted to buy all three, like a wedding planner. Right. We'd probably take about maybe 1200 for all three of them. All right, or 1200 Okay, let me write this down. Okay. Uh, what are you uh, raising money for down there, or is this just going to go into the church treasury? No, we're raising uh, money for uh, an idea that Pastor Frog Martin had. Okay. Um, we didn't really move very many of our books that we put on here last week. We we only sold one. It was clam chowder for the lineman's conscience. And, yes. Uh, Betty's grand boy, he bought that one. He's wanting to get on down at the electric co-op. Sure. And uh, it didn't really help him. God love his heart. He got out there at the school and got up, climbed up on that pole and realized he's scared of heights and locked up. And they had to pry him off of it and lower him with a crane. Betty was Betty was pretty tore up about it. She thought he liked to die. I think he'd have been okay. But he like, uh, but, but well, we didn't sell those books. Pastor Throg Martin thought it'd be good if maybe we opened up a community library. Okay. Uh, and so we're going to convert a little room down there in the basement to the library. All right. And uh, it's uh, we need it needs a little bit of work. It's it's got some pipes and stuff running through. It's more like a closet, but uh, the pipes are very hot. <laughs> Betty found that out the hard way. Caught love her heart. She backed into one, and it, it pretty much branded her. But she'll recover, I'm sure. But we're going to have to wrap it in pipes and some insulation, and get some bookshelves, and sure. uh, get a, a Dewey Decimal system going where we know what's what. And we've added some other books in with those clam chowder books. Um, All right. I donated. I donated my personal favorite. Uh, God uses cracked pot. Yes. It's always a blessing to read. And so we'll be uh, offering that to our community once we've raised the money. Right. Well, Miss Betty here says that uh, they're uh, selling a few items out of the basement, just three big items today, kind of high price, but they're worth it. Uh, some wedding arches is what they're selling. They have three uh, total. Uh, they want $500 for it, but it uh, sounds like the wedding arches still have uh, some previous decorations. Uh from weddings recently, and um, they're one five hundred dollars a piece for those. Like I said, and uh, they might make a package deal if uh, if there's a wedding planner that's uh, listening today. Uh, Twelve hundred dollars for all three, and uh, they're raising money. Uh, Pastor Throg Martin has decided to make a library in uh, one of the storage rooms in the basement, from what it sounds like, and uh, they're needing some bookshelves for that, and maybe some uh, protective uh, covering for some of the pipes running through there. Miss Betty had a little bad luck, and uh, Miss Connie's trying to her best to uh, make that as nice as she can. Uh, they've got uh, some books that they tried to sell last week that didn't sell, so they've decided to do this. They're raising money for uh, 
for a little library. So I think that'll go great. Miss Connie, what's the number to call if uh, anybody should be interested in these wedding arches? Well, I'm not going to be offended that you did call me daddy a little bit ago because you did remember my name later. We've had a time, haven't we? Oh, my. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I get here in this radio mood, and uh, you know how it is. We're all business here at Basement Bargains. Elder Ronnie, you are too much sometimes. Oh, my. But uh, they can call 555-0144. All right. The number to call is uh, 555-0144. Once again, that's 555-0144. Uh, thanks for calling today, Miss Connie. So for some time, we've done this segment of Would You Rather. Yeah. So I've got a few here. Would you druther is what yeah, the populators dr- call is, is the actual vernacular of it. I like it. All right. This is the first one. Okay. Would you rather listen to someone brag about their life constantly or complain about it? Which is pretty tough. That's a very tough one. Because we know both people, I'm oh, sure. Absolutely. Or multiple of both. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably rather hear someone brag, maybe. Yeah. Bragging goes a long ways, too. Yeah, it does. But there is a certain element that brings you down when you hear someone just everything is wrong. Yeah. There's nothing right. It's never going to be right. Their life, you know. So I probably would agree with you on the bragging. But it would just it it would just barely, barely edge it out because that's pretty annoying, too. It's rough to sit around and just listen to someone brag about everything they've done and everything they everything have. Everything they have. Yeah. Get a, you walk away with a little brag on you. Yeah. You've used that you use that statement pretty yeah, often. Yeah. That has been a statement that got a little brag on you. Yeah. Me and Brother Devin have used that over the years. Yeah. Okay, next one, would you rather have everyone in the world be smarter or be nicer? I would say be nicer. Although there's a bunch of dumb people in the world. <laughs> a lot of dumb drivers. There's a if bunch of go down that I'd love to, and no one's here to stop us. <laughs> yeah, so let's you talk want, about dumb drivers. Let's talk for about our favorite road rage incidents because I have one. <laughs> the one that just brings you the most joy. Just brings me the most joy. <laughs> I would probably go with the uh, nicer. Yeah. Probably that would make the world a better place. I do feel like the world could use some more common sense. Exactly, but I don't know about being smarter necessarily correlates yeah. with common sense. Yeah, I don't think that book smart is totally different than we call it in the country just good old horse sense. Horse sense. And yeah. we need more good old just everyday horse sense. Right. Okay, this one is pretty tough. Okay. Would you rather know when you were going to die or how you were going to die? Ooh. Man. I think I'd rather know when, I think. I think so too. Cuz the the how I don't know that the how matters as much. I think it would torment you because if you knew you were going to die in a automobile accident every time every you got, time in, you got one, in one, yeah, it would dictate how you live your life. Right. Whereas if you had a date, yeah, you'd just be like, okay, up to that point, yeah, you know you were okay as far as safety wise. Yeah. Now, what if you was you found out you're going to die in a fiery helicopter crash? Would, <laughs> I would you just never <laughs> ride a helicopter again? <laughs> Maybe yeah. a skydiving incident or something, yeah. you know, something super yeah, you're gonna adventurous. Die in a bungee cord. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> not unless y'all hog tie me yeah, on there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, this one is kind of a deep one, too. Okay. If your child was switched at birth and you found out three years later, would you rather have your biological child or the one you've raised up to that point? 
<laughs> I'm sorry for being so heavy on the would you dread Yeah, you did. I thought this would be lighthearted. All right, let me see. So I believe that love is not from blood. Yeah, love trumps blood. Love trumps blood. And you see that through families that adopt a child, the foster system, yes, that absolutely. type of thing. And that's uh, outstanding people. So I think if, if you've raised a child for three years and you've loved them and you've cared for them, no matter if they were your biological child or not. Yeah, because you couldn't turn that off. You couldn't. You could not turn that off. You I, can't I erase. No, I don't believe you could. I would hope that that's how the world would be. That that's that's the path that people would choose. Right now, that it would still be a traumatic. That'd be a traumatic would, thing to find out. It would torment you. But you could, like you said, I, I don't think you could just turn your love off. No, but could you have both of them then? That'd be the perfect that scenario. Be, <laughs> that would be the the everybody wins category. <laughs> to know that you're on flesh and blood. I know maybe this is not this doesn't work for everybody, but you know when you hold your child for the first time, you instantly love them, right? Just because they're part of you. Mm-hmm. So I think you would just love them both and live happily ever after. <laughs> yes. Let's move on to the next. One. Yes, and then they had two children. Uh, yeah. Uh, would you rather find a cure for every physical illness or every mental illness? I'm gonna say physical. That's my thought too. I'm not downplaying a mental. No, illness not at, at all. all. Not at all. There's a ton of it in the world today. Sure. I think some mental illnesses could be aggravated by physical illness. Physical, yeah, probably Especially so. things that have lasted for years and years, illnesses yeah. that have just been ongoing. Yes, I agree. There, It's not, like I said, it's not downplaying mental illness at all. No, for sure. But when you think about physical, to me, there's still more people affected with that, probably. So you would help more people with the physical. Do you think they'll ever find a cure for cancer? Well, if we're going down the old... Let's, let's go down the conspiracy theorist yeah. road. Is it not already there? I personally, after witnessing it first, the, the treatment of cancer firsthand with my wife, I believe that if there is, it is buried deep by... Brother Devin's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> by big pharma companies that make yeah. billions and trillions of dollars on the medical industry. Off of medicine. And I appreciate the doctors and oncologists and all nurse. I I mean, I absolutely respect for sure. And that if it, that's the case, I don't know that the medical field necessarily is in on it. Absolutely. So no, I, it, it's I think doctors, them. yes, if there is a cure and it is hidden away yes. in some secret vault, <laughs> right? then I don't think the everyday medical field is aware of that. So they are doing the very best that they can yes, to absolutely. help you and your loved one. With the knowledge and the research that's that's provided them, I think they're doing their absolute best. Yeah. That was that was our experience. Yes, did their absolute best. It is food for thought. It is to think of. But do I think it's buried in a lockbox in a Pfizer executive's <laughs> office? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's just one piece of paper, and it's all written down. Like, yeah. Step one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. You know, I could probably get pretty conspiracy theorist. Yeah, come go with quick. us down the old rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's room for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather be able to control or to be able to read minds? Hmm. I think read. Read? Yeah, because I'm kind of a nosy person. <laughs> I know I don't come across that way. <laughs> I but would it, it not well. drive you insane to be able to read what someone's saying, thinking, read someone's mind, and not be able to do anything about it, especially if you knew yeah. their thought was leading to the detriment of themselves or someone else? 
or that they just hated your guts. Yeah. And they're just smiling and just like, oh, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, on, I would not trying to play God here, but I, I would rather control someone's mind than be able to read it and, and do nothing about it. I see that side. Because don't you think you would just drive yourself miserable trying to sway their, and maybe you could sway their mind and change their opinions of people or yourself specifically? But then on the flip side, if you were able to read someone's mind, say you was a group of people. Okay. And it was, you know, like, okay, we're going to put carpet in the church. Okay. And you bring that before them and you give like samples and you see all these, (laughs) but then they're the kind of people that would never voice their opinion. What a good deacon. You just want, (laughs) I just want to know what everyone wants. I just want the church to be happy. You know, that that just shows you the heart. But if you could control their minds, you could make them all want what you want. (laughs) (laughs) And then just pick it. What a true pastor. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's something about this chair. You're sitting behind, sitting the, behind the, the desk, desk <laughs> and it's just warping your mind. Like, back over and sit in your regular chair. Good not. Yeah, I see both sides. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good one. All right, this is the last one okay. that I have. Would you rather take a guaranteed 100000 have, have we done this one before? I, I don't think so. Would you rather take a guaranteed 100000 or a 50-50 chance at a million? Guaranteed a hundred thousand or fifty fifty for a million. Yeah, is fifty fifty good odds? I think it is. Now I don't know what Las Vegas would say yeah, about I mean, that, brother. Brother Devin's our gambling expert. Yeah, you'd have to talk to our <laughs> in-house gambler. I mean, uh, an in-house pastor. In-house pastor, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's pretty good odds, but I'm not a gambling type person, so I would no, probably go with the hundred thousand. I, I think I would too, and then I would not want to know the outcome of the coin flip for the million. <laughs> right. million. It don't seem like I'm a type of guy that wins much. Sure. And I think everybody says that, like you hear that all the time. Like I never win nothing. But what does or that anything. mean? Maybe I should say, maybe that's correct English. But, but that only applies if you make yourself available to win stuff. Well, I'm just talking about like, if you ever go to somewhere where they have a drawing, okay. Like when you come in just put your name in the deal. Door prize. Yes. In 30 minutes, they're going to draw for a DeWalt. Air compressor. Sure. So you've never won anything? I have before. Have you? But it's never been anything. What's the best thing you won? The best thing I won. I'm uh, going to say no, my wife's heart. <laughs> but outside of <laughs> Oh, play the music. <laughs> play, you can't do stuff like that without playing the music. My goodness. <laughs> um, It has been smaller stuff. I've never won anything that was in just... second grade at school. They did a drawing and I won $25. So that was a pretty good start at, in second grade. Yeah. It, it's obviously meant a lot to you because you still remember. I still remember it, it years later. Many years ago. At a uh, at a men's retreat type thing that we, the men from our church go right. to. Yep. I won a 270 hunting rifle yes, several years there. ago. That was a pretty sweet win. Yep. Last year, company Christmas party, I won a Yeti ice chest. That's a very good one. So I've had pretty good luck. I feel like I'm going to offend a lot of people here, but I'm just joking around. I feel like I have pretty good odds to play the lottery. I'm not going to. <laughs> Man, if Brad ever gets cold in his soul, he's going straight to the convenience store. <laughs> this may get cut here. <laughs> it may. All right, but let me ask you the quick. Let me ask you this question. Okay. There was recently a lottery worth 
almost a billion dollars, I believe, maybe it over. It was over, yeah, 1.3, And the payout was like, I don't know, $600 million, mm-hmm. possibly. Do you think, let's just take our pastor, for example. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what, you're the, you're the secretary of the church, yeah, right? right? Would you cash the tithe check? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think the pastor would cash his check? You know what, I'm not going to answer that one for the pastor, but as the treasurer, as the treasurer of the church, right? Absolutely, we would cash that check. Yeah. And we would pray with you right after that, <laughs> that the Lord would take that out of your out heart. Out of heart, yeah. And we would pray over that money that it could be used for good. Right, absolutely. Because what the devil meant for evil, apparently, God can it, was, turn it, it was, yes, it could be used for good. Right. I've always been a firm believer if I was to do play something like that, win some money in that fashion, that I would be rewarded with Evil. With financial catastrophe, <laughs> yeah. catastrophe on the other side. Yeah, so. I think, and I think most people that win, absolutely. If you look them up, their stories, it's unbelievable how it is. It is just the, they'll say it's the worst thing that ever happened to them. And you're talking like millions, you know, not like just a right. small, like and huge. Th- this is a perfect sums. segue to the serious content we want to talk to do about today was the gambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you got your Bibles turned with you to the book of And what do they call that? The uh the tax on the poor? Yeah. Gambling? Yeah, it, it definitely is. But how many people have you known that they play it like that's gonna be their retirement? Oh, I know. A and lot that's of what they say. Yes. They will just openly say, I just do this like it's a retirement. Yeah. I worked with a guy, he was uh he was an accountant like myself, so obviously a, a very, very intelligent individual. Yes, not homeschooled. <laughs> no. Okay. Absolutely. I just wanted to say it before right. you said it. Right. And his wife was a, a nurse, a RN. So two very smart people, you would think, um, well to do type people. And uh, he played the lottery every week. And he said that was his retirement. He put no money, no money in savings, no money away for retirement. And at this time, he was well into his 50s. And he just said that was his retirement plan was to play the lottery several times a week Man. in hopes to hit it big. But the odds, I don't know what they are, but they are slim, extremely slim. It would be one in millions. Yes. And I don't really understand odds because I'm not a betting man or a gambling man. In fact, when I was a child, I had a grandfather that, you know, in conversation, you just say, I bet. You mm-hmm. ever said that? That was frowned upon because, <laughs> hey, we don't bet. <laughs> we don't bet. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> you bet, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. That's probably good fuel for thought is to think about that. But I don't know. We'll just have to pray about it and see if the Lord I think so. has to go buy a lottery ticket or not. <laughs> Lord, your will be done. <laughs> you think uh, you think the pastor will be proud of what we've done here today? You know what? Uh, I, I bet he is. I, be- <laughs> <laughs> I bet he is. <laughs> I do want to say before we go, much applause to you for the jokes today. Oh, that was thank you. It was strong. Yeah, it was, it was strong. Well, you knocked it out to, of the park. I hate to take his segment from him. Yeah. So. I'll just let it be one and done. All right. We'll see you back next week. All right. I'll be here.